0: All right, everyone, we are here with the man, the myth, the legend, Derek Brown the Second, a.k.a. Zeus, a.k.a. Odin. I love all the nicknames, man. Where do all the nicknames come from for you?
1: It came from going to a, a school of uh, boys Latin and just growing up with mythology and stuff like that. I really just like the names of them.
0: The names are sick, man. Did you ever play, like, God of War or any of those video games based yep, around
1: it? Yeah, definitely played God of War all the way through, always.
0: One of the best games ever, right?
1: Yeah, Kratos,
0: great character. <laughs> He's a beast, man. He's a badass. So the reason we're talking with Derek Brown, for everybody here watching that maybe isn't familiar with him, is that our guy's got a fight coming up. Why don't you tell, tell the good people what's going down?
1: Uh, I have a fight at July 9th. At the casino medals against a great competitor, James Leiden. I look to go out there and just do do my work and put a good show on out.
0: Yeah, man, it's gonna be amazing. We can't we can't wait for this fight. Like he said, it's against James Lido. So Lido, for people who aren't familiar, is a wrestler at Pitt right now. Um red shirt freshman, I believe, young kid. Derek man, I gotta give you all the props in the world, dude. A lot of a lot of guys didn't want to fight James because of his wrestling. Um, you it's a
1: challenge,
0: Great yeah. challenge. Every time we'll tell the people, like we won't name names or anything, but we've had you booked twice on this card already. And two yep. guys, two guys pulled out and that opened up James Leto for you. And you step, you signed the contract every single time in like three seconds, man, you're ready instantly.
1: to go yeah. instantly. It's, it's, I, it's a slogan. I like to say it's called war ready. I'm just ready to go out there and just show the people what I'm about. Um, James is a great competitor. Uh, From being a wrestler myself, I just know that grit and determination that it takes. Um, But being the stand-up person that I I am right now, I just feel comfortable taking this fight. So just a good competition, great challenge.
0: What makes you so willing to take fights at the drop of a hat? Like you said, you really didn't care who we threw in front of you. You could tell you, man. You just wanted to fight. Like, where does that come from?
1: It it comes from uh, years of building confidence of just knowing that what you can do in the, in the cage and just being confident enough of what I do. I'm just very ready to go out there and just put on a fight to show that I'm here now. So against anybody, against anybody, I'm just here to prove
0: yeah, you said, you know, you have a bit of a wrestling base, and now you consider yourself more of a stand-up fighter. Yeah. What what would you say for fans? Obviously, nobody's seen you fight yet. You're both making your debuts. Right. But what would you tell fans to expect July 9th at the casino?
1: Um, expect fireworks. I don't expect to be on the ground longer than 30 seconds at all. Uh, I plan on at least going out there and try to get a knockout. I'm looking for one, not going out there and forcing one at all, but I will definitely look out for one.
0: Well, that's definitely fun. I'm sure people will be happy to hear that. Everybody loves a good knockout, right? (laughs)
1: Everybody loves a good knockout, right? And against a wrestler, it's always fun to, to have that competition.
0: Yeah. So right now, everybody, for people listening in, if you want to see this fight, you can text 247FC to the number on the screen, 833-747-0770. Tickets don't go on sale officially to the public until Tuesday, June 7th. So next Tuesday, tickets will officially be on sale. But if you join our text messaging list, you can get early access. And this started yesterday and I can say the front row is already completely sold out. A lot of other nice. seats are already sold. This show is going to be awesome, man. Derek, we're happy Tune to in. have you do this. Yeah. It's, but, um, be a I mean, one. it's a big deal. And you were saying, you know, you appreciated us reaching out and look forward to fighting for us. Like what stands yeah. out about competing for us and competing at the casino? Um,
1: well, competing for y'all. I, this, this is not actually the first time I've been looking at 24 seven. Um, Y'all have actually put on a, a couple of great competitions of free amateur and pros and being hitting up by y'all on Facebook of wanting to look for a fight. I is nothing that I'm willing to turn down for anything, whether it's injuries on the other party end or whatever it is. I'm just looking to go out there and, and prove the 24 seven that they got a champion.
0: That's awesome. man. we love that. And we, we love, like I said, your willingness to step up is huge, man. It's, it's always. not something we see from every fighter. So it's cool that you were just willing to always always step up. They were all hard opponents we threw at you, too, man. I got to give you a
1: chance. And all of them I had a game plan for. And this one I have a game plan for, too. As long as you have a game plan and stick to it, everything will just flow, come yeah. together.
0: When you make a game plan, is it mostly you devising that, or do you work with your coach? Like, how does a game plan come um, together for you?
1: Always me and my team always sit down together. We always go over some tape, and then we always come up with a game plan that is best for me and for us to all, like, work together with. Um, it's never really me, myself, dealing with anything. I will always either call my wrestling coach to see where stuff is at or um, just talk to my tra- my uh, two training partners who, who's really good with me who's been there for years, and we just come up with plans, strategies that we know will work. That's in perfect. The, in the
0: cage. Yep. So do you watch specific matcha- wrestling matches of his to see his exact wrestling style?
1: Yes, I have. I have watched one that was posted like three weeks ago. I think he was at 174. Um, That's the closest one to the weight that we're going to be at. So I just watched that like about two or three times just to see how his footwork is, how he, uh, agile he is and stuff like that. He's very, very strong, very tough. It's
0: uh, going to be a good fight. It is, man. And like you mentioned, the weight, it's interesting. This is going to be at a 195-pound catch weight for everybody yep. out, out there. So it is up for Lido. I know that's right around what he walks at, according exactly, to his coaches. Exactly, yep. so, so he's going to be – it's interesting. I always like the idea of weight-cutting in MMA. You know, people think it's best to be super light and then be big on fight night. But that's kind of changing for, lately, it seems like. Right,
1: because I was just about to say, for me, I have a big advantage with bringing down a power that I have from um, walking around at 220 to bringing it down to 195. I think it's – I'm going to feel way more amazing, way light, way better foot movement. So it's going to be a, a very lighter Derek Brown in there when I
0: go into yeah. the fight. Yep. Man, it's just a sick matchup. Like I said, we're, we're thankful that you stepped up and took it. I'm going to share the uh, event poster now for people here on the screen so they can see the matchup. Here it is. We're on the yep. road 12. Saturday, July 9th at the Hollywood Casino at the Meadows, Washington, PA. It's a banger fight, dude. We cannot yes. wait for this one.
1: That's uh, a, a great B one wrestler against a, a stand up guy who 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 I have some tricks in my in my sleeves. We're working on combos, working on a slick movement for for a wrestler like him. So we can't wait. To, so show uh, all so y'all, everybody that's watching in and tuning in
0: skills that, you, that we had absolutely dude and you mentioned your team a little bit go ahead and because i'm honestly not as familiar with your team either on that side what? of the state and everything tell me a little bit about where you train and, and your coaches and how that how that's going for you
1: uh right now i'm still early in my bazillion jitsu career um i go to balance studios 21st and chestnut uh jiu-jitsu. i've just been doing some classes there um Learning the ropes uh, of of white belt, black, uh, brown belt, purple belt, just moving up the ranks, um, and just still early in my um in my Brazilian career, Muay Thai also they do that too. So it's Muay Thai and Brazilian jitsu. Um, I have two training partners who also comes with me and who also um, outside of that we also do stand up working with my wrestling
0: coach. So yeah getting a little bit of everything in a
1: little bit of everything and just trying to stay prepared for wherever the fight goes
0: nice so what got you into fighting man are you a big ufc fan that's kind of how it happened very big i'm
1: very big of a ufc fan it started off with bellator really um and then it moved to ufc and then it started moving to uh now i want to fight my own self being a wrestler for uh two three years in high school really got that competition i played uh Football in high school. I did karate and also some boxing um, growing up. So just fighting has always been a part of my life. Now it's just about making it a professional thing, making it more non-street fighting and more professional.
0: Yeah, fighting's an interesting thing, dude. Like a lot of people, they it's a beautiful here.
1: sport, really.
0: Exactly. It truly is. And you see a lot of good athletes that come into fighting and, you know, it's not for them. Like there's a they certain end. thing, certain thing about being a fighter, having that in your blood, I think. Yep.
1: Yeah. It's I, a warrior mentality.
0: Exactly. When did you first know that you had that? Did you get in scraps a lot growing up or, or when did you <laughs> yes, find so out that you had it?
1: Actually, all the time. Uh, my mom, she's a very beautiful person at heart. And I know growing up with five kids is, is a lot and being a single mother we all got in trouble a lot, especially me being a boy with uh four other sisters and an older brother so I used to get in trouble a lot scratch a lot, never really too big of a trouble, never in too much trouble with the law or nothing like that but yeah, fighting has always been a part of, of who I am, I just can't do it no more because you know older now so yeah. I to make a living for it
0: Yeah, what else do you do, man?
1: Uh, I work at I'm actually here at my job now. I work at, everybody want to come check out Freebird Chicken at the Boris nice. uh, in Philadelphia on Fifth and Market. We, we got good food. Um, we open from 11 in the morning to 8 at night. Good chicken, good wings. That's what I do on um, when I'm working. Other than that, I just train and perfect my craft.
0: Are they going to sponsor you for the fight?
1: I'm, I'm trying to get my. I'm trying to get my boss to sponsor me. I'm trying to get. i might gonna wear a Freebird shirt, of course. But you yeah. I'm trying to get them out there. They're trying to become a franchise, and they they're really good.
0: That's awesome, really good. man. I'm out, I'm just here trying to get some free chicken. I'm not gonna lie, I could really eat oh, some fried chicken right now. Oh <laughs> I, I
1: see what I could bring to the to the table. You know, it's a couple of sliders or something.
0: There you go. <laughs> they do like biscuit sliders for breakfast brunch.
1: Well, all they bread is like um. Toasted buns for the sliders. It's like buttered toast. Mm. It's real good. That yeah, sounds I ain't good. gonna give out too big
0: of a secret for them. <laughs> I was gonna say we need to get, we need to get you down to 195. So be careful. Oh yeah, I still am <laughs> right. Yep, yep.
1: Weight is Dude. coming down pretty good. So everything with that is fine.
0: It's yeah, just that. working
1: on. Uh, stamina white right, right now is perfectly good. Running every day, staying active. Uh, That's power is there so i, I can't imagine
0: proud. yeah that's good man i can't imagine working at a chicken joint though and trying to cut weight that's like my trying weakness, to cut dude. weight
1: I'm, oh man yeah. i mean and then i'll make the food too so it's very disciplined is a thing in, in this sport and you gotta yeah, have- so
0: you- you know how good it is because you're making it.
1: <laughs> right. I know how good it is because before the fight, I was eating it like every day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's funny, man. I love it. Well, dude, we're, we're crazy excited to have you, man. I know July 9th, is going, it's going to come up fast for everybody. So yeah, It is. Yep, yep, it's, only you know it. Yep,
1: it's only a month away. It's only a month and some change away.
0: Um, Do you think – do you think about mentally how you're going to prepare, like ramp up for the fight, kind of get into a, a fight mode or whatever you want to it's, call it it's, when it
1: gets closer? It's kind of crazy because when everybody talks to me about mentally prepared, I've been mentally prepared to step into the cage two years ago before I even – when I left high school is when I was mentally preparing myself. I'm 23 now. I left high school years ago. Mentally prepared myself. That's why I feel ready to take any fight right now because – mentally I'm ready to just go out there and not worried about the other dude, what he could do, what he's going to do, just about what I could do, what I could show. So that's all I'm worried about right now just me putting on the show, me doing my thing.
0: Yeah, We love that, dude. And, you know, an element of this fight that I think is interesting that nobody's really talking about yet, obviously we haven't really talked about with you, but what about Philadelphia versus Pittsburgh? You a big Philly boy? No, I'm
1: a big Philly boy all the way. I rep Philly all the way. I never really had a, I never really had a Pittsburgh and Philly turf war, but I'm ready to start one. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you got the right person to
0: start one. Oh man, if you walk out in like an Eagles jersey or something, you might start a riot.
1: I should, sure, I should sure have an Eagles like,
0: like a whole uh, flag or something, the old Philadelphia
1: flag to start.
0: Mm. That would be good. Maybe like an Andrew McCutcheon Phillies jersey. That would hurt us right. badly because he's oh, a Pirates man. legend. Went to the Phillies, man. That would hurt.
1: Oh, no, I might not make it out the arena alive.
0: <laughs> It'll be good-natured, man. I think you'll like the vibe at yep. our shows. It's definitely rowdy, but it's very respectful, and, and everybody's there just to have a good time. Yeah,
1: every time I watch our shows, whether I have to buy the pay-per-view afterwards or before, it's just a great experience altogether, commentary-wise and all. It's very professional. I like it.
0: That's great, man. We definitely appreciate that. Our team does do an awesome job, man. Shout out to them. I'm sure Ryan. Y'all Cavanaugh. do an awesome job of finding fights. Yeah.
1: Y'all gave me, y'all gave me good fights. They always good competitors. Nothing, nothing made me seem like I was being slighted anyway. Felt like I was going to have to work for what I wanted, and that's what I. mean.
0: That's, that's what that's I want. One, one thing we talk about all the time is that we're never putting on squash matches, man, for anybody. There's no layups in this game. We always. And want I could vouch for, for that.
1: Yep, I could yeah. definitely vouch for that. And y'all always look to give somebody a
0: fight, too. Exactly. Man, we're filling up some cards. So, July 9th coming up, everybody. That's going to be at the Hollywood Casino at the Meadows. Talking with Derek Brown right now. He's facing James Lido at the event. This yeah, is going to be a banger fight, man. We appreciate you joining one. the show. I'm going to let Thank you get you. off to your work now. And, I appreciate uh, we'll, it. Look we'll out talk- for me. i all
1: Plan on being on a couple of more venues, a couple of more cards after this. There party. we go.
0: Yeah, man. Let, let's get it get through July and then we'll look to keep going with you, man. we love to keep working together.
1: No problem. Thank you.
0: All right, brother. Enjoy your day, man. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. Later. All right, everybody. That was Derek Brown out of Philadelphia. He's going to be facing James Leto, as we said. That's a banger fight, man. This is one that I've been super excited for. Funny enough, we're gonna have Lido on the show here coming up in just a bit. And Lido had been booked previously against a different fighter. Derek Brown, as we just said, had been booked against two different fighters. and all three of those potential matchups fell through. So Lido and Brown, excuse me, are two guys that, like, have been willing, have been just wanting to fight so badly. They've been wanting to fight on this J- July 9th card so badly. They've been signing contracts. They've been getting ready. They've been bugging us. You know, when are the posters ready? Because I want to sell some tickets. My friends and family want to come out. I want, I'm i ready to roll. Stuff like that. These guys are freaking ready, man. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind this is going to be an awesome fight. Their attitudes have been phenomenal. There's a lot of things. So for a little bit of a peek behind the curtain for, for if you haven't ever fought, or anything and you just want to uh kind of learn more about the process we request a lot of these fighters they need to submit a lot of blood work a lot of paperwork a lot of photos a lot of information things like that there's a lot of clerical stuff that goes into getting there on fight night and it's a lot it really is for a lot of fighters it's tough and, and it's hard but Derek and James Leto are two guys who have been on top of everything. Like the second we send them something, we get it back completed and filled out correctly. So it's honestly, you never like losing fights ever. Of course, that's awful. But it's kind of a blessing that it worked out this way, because I think these are two guys that are absolutely down to scrap. And it's a phenomenal matchup. You know, as you could hear from listening to Derek there, he's a little bigger then James Leto, weight-wise, he's definitely going to have a weight advantage on fight night. You know, they'll both weigh in at 195, but he's just the the bigger guy, naturally. Um, James Leto's wrestling, though, could definitely be the X factor that makes that not a problem at all. You know Leto's going to be in tip-top shape as well. I'm sure he'll be able to push that pace for six minutes. You know, this is a debut amateur fight, so it's going to be three two-minute rounds. There's going to be six potential minutes of action. There's no doubt in my mind James Leto can go 100% for six minutes. Um, So it's going to be interesting. Like you said, you could tell Derek's fired up, going to be looking for the knockout. I mean, it only takes one, especially at that weight. Big, strong guys, it only takes one. So we're stoked for the matchup, man. It's a classic kind of wrestler versus striker. I know Derek said he wrestled for a couple years in high school, but – as you guys know, you know D1 wrestling, Western PA wrestling, it's, it's a different level than just most high school wrestling. So I know, man, Lito's been training at Stout, been getting that work in. He's been ready to go. Uh, he, he's stoked, man. So so we can't wait for that one. And we're going to have James on the show, like I said, um, July 9th. Hollywood Casino at the Meadows, everybody. It's on the screen right now. If you want those pre-sale tickets because, and I said it again with Derek, Pre-sales going fast, guys. The front row is already completely sold out. I know a lot of other seats are sold. No entire rows besides the front row are sold out, but a lot of tickets here and there are sold out. And this is going to be – it's a cool seating chart for this one. You can actually choose your exact seat the night of. There are no tables like usual. So the event center at the Hollywood Casino at the Meadows is a little smaller than what we're used to. So the layout is different. Um, It's all seating instead of tables. It's kind of like – circles let me see if i can actually just pull up a a seating chart that would probably be the smart thing to do hunter just show the good people at home what we're looking at so this event center at the meadows you know it's it's a great place first of all we freaking love it um we've loved working with them for sure they've been awesome um we've been excited for this show for so long guys it's it's cool that it's finally here and finally going to be real you know we're we're stoked to have it all right here you go let's pull up this seating chart boom so you can see cage will be in the center here this right here is going to be the fighter walkout cage these are the seats. This row of green seats right here, I'm kind of tracing. This is the front row of seats that's totally sold out. You can see a lot of the second row is sold. Some of the third row is sold. And then on back, a lot of intermediate sold. Um, it's, it's going well. And then we're going to have standing room only general admission all here. And this, like I said, the presale literally opened yesterday. Um, it was just for our text messaging and email list subscribers. So, like I said, text 247FC to the number on the screen, 833 747 0770. If you want to get seats now, um, pre sale started yesterday and the text message went out. But if you still text this right now, we will get a separate text message out to you with the link and with the access code to get those pre sale tickets. So, if you want pre sale, uh, unfortunately like i said the front row is already gone so those went to our most hardcore fans i guess you could say they snagged those up with a quickness and now the second row as you can see is at least well it's looking definitely more than half gone as well and then the third row is kind of around that half gone spot so if you want those awesome premium front row seats up near the cage you definitely i've highly 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 recommend you get on this pre-sale um, like I said, tickets will be available Tuesday, June 7th to the general public. So when that opens up, you'll have the ability, the capability to, to buy tickets. Then as normal, nothing will change there really. So yeah, June 7th, if you think you can hold out till Tuesday, if you're looking at that seating chart and thinking, ah, I'm good, like I-, I can wait until Tuesday to get what I need, then by all means you can take that avenue. If you think looking at that seating chart, crap i want to be close to the cage and i want an awesome seat for this event i better get on that then you need to text (laughs) you need to join our text list so i'm going to show you guys again if you missed the podcast last week we had nolan stall on the show he's going to be facing danny maldonado and we're going to get danny on the show as well next week so stay tuned for that pro flyweight banger Really stoked about this fight, guys. It's going to be an awesome one. I mean, I love flyweight fights. I think it's funny because I remember when the flyweight division was first introduced to the UFC, everybody was kind of like, oh, nobody wants to watch these small guys fight. There's no finishes. It's not exciting. And now flyweights are just like inarguably one of the most entertaining divisions in MMA. They never run out of gas. They're insanely fast. They can finish the fight anywhere. And that's exactly what I see with this fight. And these guys, man, they are hyped, hyped, hyped to fight each other. I know if you listened to Nolan Stahl on the podcast last week, you probably heard him say, get a front row seat and you have a chance to catch Danny Maldonado's tooth and mouthpiece. So that's what he's expecting. And I know Danny listened to that podcast because we talked to him and he's like, I got some things to say next week. I got some responses for old Nolan Stahl and some of that stuff he was saying if he thinks he's going to knock my teeth into the front row. So Danny is super fired up for that as well and that's just that's the kind of matchup that you love to see you want two guys who genuinely want to fight each other as much as this is you know a very honorable sport i understand the respect levels are always there and the respect's there with these two guys too but it's still fun when you get two guys who genuinely are looking forward to fighting in the purest sense of the word like that's that fight's just going to be a banger you can guarantee it and then this one obviously come on man justin the general patton Anytime he's on a fight card, you know Pittsburgh's showing up in a big, big way. So he's looking to bounce back from a disappointing loss against Devin Lozay uh, back at Braun the 11, in Monroeville in April. So he he wants to bounce back from that loss. You know, he looked great in that fight, too. I think if anybody watched it, he looked great in the first round. Kind of looked like maybe he started to gas or maybe Devin just started wearing him down. Devin Lozay is an absolute animal and we knew that going in Justin Patton knew that going in we had that tabbed as you know fight of the night potential those are two guys who just never quit and are all action dangerous everywhere it's exactly the kind of matchup you want to see and that's what we're getting here with this one too with Niaz Ahmed I know he's coming up and looking to bounce back as well so him and Patton are in similar places coming off a loss needing a win back against the wall kind of fight which is you know what we saw from Jake Schilling and Eric Pozun on that last one, Posen, excuse me, on that last card as well at Brandenburg Eleven, rather the last Pittsburgh card, and you saw how Jake Schilling came out in that fight, man. Both of those guys badly needed a win, and that was an absolute firefight of a one-round fight. They were they were slugging. You can tell when guys need a win, man, especially at the pro level. When you need a win, you step it up to a different level. Like you, you could just see it in both Jake and Eric in that fight that they were not willing to lose again they were going out there to finish the fight to get back on the winning track and ultimately you know it was jake who had his hand raised at the end but i thought eric looked really good was throwing some super hard counters was down bite bite down on the mouthpiece and throw down that's exactly what i expect from that fight between Patton and ahmed as well and then finally for the announced fights we got this one crazy hyped about this one guys shout out bronco Busick, by the way Check out his photo on that poster. So like I said earlier, we we um, we require fighters to send us photos for their posters, for promotional assets, for things like that. We ask that they use good lighting, a blank background, have some different poses, different angles, things like that. Bronco went like <laughs> full Chris Bermuda, <laughs> like 247 FC professional photographer level he sent like perfect photos, man. Like look at this photo on the poster and he sent like 12 photos that were all great lighting, different angles, exactly what we asked for. I know it's like silly of me to be super excited about that, but a lot of guys don't quite nail it as much as Bronco did. So he's, he's obviously an experienced pro. So maybe we should expect that of him, but it was cool. So just shout out to Bronco Busick's photography skills and commitment to getting those angles. And Justin Dorsey, obviously, he's fought for us before back at Flood City Fight Night. He dropped the decision against Trenton Zadarko there, but he's actually going up from 170 up to 185 for this fight. So I think that brings a really interesting dynamic. Also, Justin is with a new team at Battleborn BJJ and MMA with Kelly Annunson and that crew down in High Point, North Carolina. So... We saw what they did. You know, their fighter, Cameron Sandoval, was just at Flood City Fight Night 2 and submitted Edwin Vera, who we all know is crazy, tough, talented guy from the Matt Factory. And he submitted, Cam submitted Edwin in the first round in relatively short order. So Cam showed off his skills in that fight big time, and we expect that camp to keep making waves, man. That's a great, you know, Kelly Anunsen's a longtime vet of the game. He's been around forever. This guy's the man. He's getting his team ready, and we're excited to keep working with their fighters. So Dorsey is with them now going up to 185. We expect his game to kind of be on a different level than it was back at Flood City Fight Night from what we saw and from what we've heard from Kelly and the team and the teammates is that that's exactly the case. You know, he's coming into his own. 185 is going to be better for him as well. It's kind of like what we were just talking about with Derek Brown. You know, the way people view weight cutting in MMA in 2022 – It's getting a little different. We see guys, even all the way up to the UFC level, we see guys moving up in weight and finding more success. It used to be the opposite. Back in the day, in the UFC's heyday, at least for sure, when I started watching MMA in like 2006, 7, 8, the idea was always to fight at the lowest weight possible, cut weight as much as possible. And then on fight night, you'll gain 30 pounds and you'll have a crazy advantage over your opponent. But it just really doesn't work that way. I don't think it works that way. I mean, like I said, I don't compete. I don't fight. Maybe for some guys it works that way. But I feel like fighting a little closer to your natural weight at least tends to work out better for guys. I think being healthy, being able to take a shot, not draining your body and just being fast and explosive on fight night and having full energy because you didn't just go through an insane weight cut and torture your body. I think that's the way to go. I don't know. Uh, you guys can let me know. You guys can comment and tell me I'm an idiot if you've done this <laughs> and you disagree. That's fine. I would love to have a discussion. I would love to see some data on it, though, for real, for sure, because I think it's really it's a really interesting concept, at least. So we do have man, James Leto, joining the show now. I'm going to tag him in for you guys. Let's get you in here, James. One second. Boom. Boom. There he is. Hey, guys. How Yo, you what's up, dude? What's up, man? Nothing much. How's it going with you? good dude we just uh we talked to your opponent actually a second ago i just had him on the show he uh a lot of respect for you man i'll say you'll you'll hear the podcast obviously in full but he had nothing but good things to say about your game and who you are he's watched some of your wrestling matches and stuff so he's he's hyped for the fight to say the least me too it's gonna be a good one dude i love you're all pitted out look at this guy that's awesome Got to represent dude i love it so i'll put put your fight poster up man i know you, you've been itching to get this poster out there, right? dude? You, you've been hyped for this fight.
2: For a long time, yeah.
0: When did you know? Obviously, I guess I should probably introduce you for the good people out there. But this is James Leto. We've obviously been talking about him this entire podcast up to this point. He wrestles at Pitt right now, making his MMA debut, training with Stout, Mike Wilkins and the gang down there in the Strip. When did you know you wanted to go to MMA, man? It's not often that we get, like, an active D1 wrestler who wants to compete in MMA. In fact, this was our first time doing it. So, Well,
2: I've always been really interested in the sport, and I've been watching it since I was a little kid. And I definitely was interested in wrestling before I ever had aspirations to do an MMA. But as I did more and more wrestling... My uh, my middle school coach was, which was actually who I started it with. He was um, he did kickboxing for a long time, and um, he introduced me to um, kickboxing with a gym in Narberth, PA. And then my dad started coming with with me, and a lot of the kids on the middle school team started doing it, and I did like it a lot. And then it kind of just became once I got to high school, I did it less and less, and then. <laughs> Now that I got to college, uh, it's something that I really wanted to
0: uh, try out. Well, we're honored to have you, man. I got to say, whenever Mike and Will reached out and said they have this kid, a wrestler at Pitt who wants to fight, I won't lie, man. That perked up our ears. That's exciting. Whenever somebody, you know, an active D1 athlete wants to step in our cage, we're we're honored to have you, man, straight up. Like, it's a really exciting fight for us to promote and to have you. Obviously, you're a super talented wrestler, how how's your MMA training been coming along because I know there's so many wrestlers you know that come into MMA and maybe it's not for them or they're not as successful as they were in wrestling like how are you feeling about MMA as a sport versus wrestling
2: Um well I, I definitely understand a lot more grappling exchanges than striking but um it's been going really well and I know where my strengths are and uh, um, it's definitely something that I'm interested in because of everything that I have to learn and the opportunity ahead. So i'm I'm really excited for this opportunity in front of me and uh, for everything down the road.
0: That's great, man. it's It was an interesting uh, exchange to get you, able to sign your contract you know we like I said we've never had to deal with an active D1 athlete especially in this new NIL age and everything that's happening with NCAA right now but we're all good we eventually got it all squared off but what did you think of that process like was that your first time dealing with that as well
2: yeah that was the first time I've ever had to deal with that process and it was a little bit lengthy and a a little uh tedious for my liking but You know, I'll I'll do whatever I have to to get in there. So it was worth it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, it wasn't a huge deal. Like there were no huge concessions that either side needed to make. So just for people out there who maybe aren't familiar with the process, amateur MMA fighters do not get paid. There's no fight purse for them, but they can sell tickets and make ticket commission and make pay-per-view commission on our, we we have pay-per-view live stream as well. And when people buy the the live stream, they can choose the fighter that they're supporting at checkout. And then that fighter gets a cut of the sale. Same for tickets. Like when James sells tickets, he gets a percentage of that sale since he sold the ticket. Um, so fighters can make money that way, but they don't actually pay. There's no fight purse. It's 100 percent legal in the state of PA to do it this way for them to make ticket commission, but not actually get paid to compete. So. That was what NCAA had to iron out. I think they were a little concerned at first that you were getting paid or something, but we, we smoothed it out. We're all good. <laughs> yeah. It, dude, it was a process, man. It, it really was, but I'm glad we're through it. I'm glad you're here, man. I'm glad you got this fight. Um, what do you know about your opponent, Derek Brown right now? Because it's funny, both of you guys being debuts, not a lot of footage, not a lot of stuff out there, but what are you expecting this fight to be?
2: Um. Well, I, I know that he's a kickboxer and, uh, I think that does play well into my game of of wrestling, and um, I know that he wrestled for a little bit, but um, I do think being a D one wrestler is a huge advantage. But um, one thing my coach has always taught me is to never underestimate your opponent, and I don't plan to do that. So I just plan to go in there being the best version of myself.
0: That's great, especially in MMA, man. You put those little gloves on and anything can happen, dude. We, we see it all the time. So you're right. You can never underestimate your opponent. That's definitely a good mentality to have going in. Um, when did, where did you grow up, by the way? Like, where are you from originally?
2: Yeah, um, I grew up right outside of West Philly uh, in Lower Merion, Pennsylvania. And um, yeah, that was where I started wrestling for Ballot Kenwood Middle School and then on to Lower Merion High School.
0: Toby, right Toby right went city, to lower yeah. marion didn't he
2: yep you my, big Toby uh, guy yeah him and my aunt were homecoming king and queen
0: no way dude that's awesome yeah you got a you got <laughs> a tough.
2: picture of that <laughs> i do actually i can get it right now
0: <laughs> that's awesome i love that you just have it on cue like yeah people are gonna want to see this yeah we got a shared <laughs> album Dude, actually, um, if you can text it to me, if you text it to me, I can show it on the live stream, like on the screen. Uh, okay. That's I just. Sent that's it. awesome. Sweet. I'll show you guys here. In, in, oh, dude, this is phenomenal. No way. How cool is this? One second, everybody. We'll get. We're we're getting it. Dun, 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 dun. All right. This is worth the wait, guys. I promise. <laughs> That's f- man. Did she have yeah. like a? Was she dating Kobe or were they just homecoming? Uh, no, queen? I think they
2: were. They were just friends. But I got you, you. know. He's passed on the mama no. mentality to me.
0: That's awesome. What more could you want than that,
2: dude?
0: <laughs> Hang on, I'm having trouble sharing it. But in the meantime, we'll keep talking about your fight, man, your preparation, stout, what brought you to stout specifically? I know Mike obviously has some ties with pit and pit wrestling and stuff. Was it that, or was it something else?
2: Uh, It actually uh, was one of my teammates, Jeff Magan and um, me and him have been friends for a while now. And I, I, he's actually fought under this promotion before, and he's been training with stout. And uh, I made it aware to him that I, I do like have goals in MMA and I have like trained before. And, he uh, hooked me up with them after the NC State versus Pitt duel, and I met Mike, and he seemed like a really cool guy. And I went down and trained with him, and I've not i have I've been there since.
0: That's beautiful, man. I, that's a great gym. Um, I actually started training there, just jujitsu, jitsu basically. I have no combat sports background at all. I shouldn't even – it's probably embarrassing to them if i say that i train there actually i probably shouldn't admit that but i started started doing jiu-jitsu there I man i got nothing but good things to say about them and the whole crew there they're an awesome gym it's definitely a good place for you to be i think and uh let's see i think i got this to work now boom look at this <laughs> yeah <laughs> dude that is that is insane is is kobe like is he the ultra legend at that high school? Like, is he still talked about and just revered by everybody who goes there?
2: Yeah, definitely. They have a shrine for him in uh, our auditorium.
0: They should, man. They they definitely yeah, should. Did. I mean, all... he's it's, a legend. It's nuts. Uh, truly. It, it's still sometimes I think, like, I'll see a Kobe story, man. It doesn't feel real that he's no longer with us, honestly. that That is one of the most insane tragedies of my adult life for sure i remember exactly where i was when it happened like when i found out stuff that just still doesn't seem real
2: yeah it is really tragic and he impacted a lot of good people including my family so very thankful for that
0: so you do got the mamba mentality though
2: always i read the book too
0: Nice. That's the ultimate gift, man. He was different. He I love Kobe Bryant's stories for sure. Just hearing about his work ethic, his obsession, everything that he had with the with the sport of basketball. It's it's kinda insane the level he took it to.
2: Definitely. And you can always apply those uh lessons and morals to anything in your life.
0: Absolutely. What do you think? Like what are what are your major motivations with wrestling right now? Obviously, you know, as a collegiate athlete, you have your individual matches and duels and things like that. But what, what are your goals as a wrestler? Where, where do you want to push yourself as, as an athlete? Maybe not just as a wrestler. Do you want to continue this MMA thing? Are you looking to pursue wrestling only? Where where are you at?
2: Um, well, I still have three more years of college wrestling and I do, I, I do believe that my coaches and my team will help me to accomplish the goals that I have of being a national champion one day. And when it's all said and done and my college career is over, I would like to turn pro. And I do believe in myself and know that um, I'm capable of making that happen. So, um, yeah, I mean, I have faith in my coaches. I have faith in the path that I'm on. And I, I have faith in my friends and family and most of all, God.
0: Nice. You kind of said it earlier as well, but sounds like you have a really good support system in place, man. I know you were right away, you know, requesting tickets from us, saying like, "My family already got a hotel near the venue, so got to get you a fight." Whenever your initial opponent fell out, it was like, "Oh man, they're already coming, so you got to get me somebody else." Like, what what is your support system like, and what's it feel like to know that you have all those people in your corner right behind you?
2: Well, um, it feels amazing because uh i i have to give a shout out to my dad um you know he's always been there for me and whether it was uh him driving me to tournaments when like, like six in the morning he's always uh, imposed the mindset on me and it's always uh our family history goes back uh, kind of far so him and uh the rest of our family came to howville pa and this is a story he likes to tell and uh, i mean it's a, it's a howville legend and it, he led our family to ruling over Halville and um he took out anybody in his way uh, to get to the top and he he beat up he beat up uh the town king who was clutch cargo knocked him out silly and um he he always imposed that mindset that he, yeah, it doesn't matter who you just got to go through him to get what you want so nice that's what i believe in and he's always clutch imposed cargo. that on me yeah that was that was the guy's name and he he knocked him out and you know he's always imposed that mindset on me that you got to take out whoever's in front of you no matter who they are so
0: that's sick and that definitely aligns with the mamba mentality too so you've got the double dose yeah dude clutch cargo though is one of the coolest names i've ever heard in my life
2: <laughs> yeah my my dad's nickname was the dude so it's not as cool but i mean he won
0: <laughs> hey that winning is always cooler than losing i think we can definitely agree on that <laughs> yeah Definitely, man. One thing that I thought this fight was going to be that now it isn't is like Pittsburgh versus Philly because Derek Brown's a Philly guy. I thought for sure you were going to like hardcore represent Pittsburgh wrestling at Pitt, but being from Philly, like where do your allegiances lie? How do you balance this?
2: I have thought about that before. And, you know, I am from Philly, so it is going to be hard. But, you know, you got to have no mercy with that stuff. But. I mean, I, I love Pittsburgh. It's my home, but Philly's where I grew up, where all of it started. And so I, I don't really know. But, I mean, when when that cage closes, it's doesn't matter where you're from. You know, you got to be ready to fight your grandma. So
0: That's very true. That's very true. Well, let's put it this way. If after the fight we were like, James, you can take – Take away as a souvenir a Donovan McNabb jersey or a Ben Roethlisberger jersey. Which one are you going to take?
2: Oh, McNabb, easy. <laughs> oh,
0: no. No, <laughs> Come James. <on>. Come <laughs> you on. failed Pittsburgh. the
2: test, bro. I-, no. I love Pittsburgh, but Philly sports rule king.
0: <laughs> okay, fair. I mean, listen, I understand. Obviously, being from Pittsburgh, I feel the same way, but in reverse. So, I get it. I get it. <laughs> That's funny, though. I think you may have just lost some fans, though. I got to warn you.
2: It's okay. <laughs> I have loyalties on both sides of the state.
0: That actually might be a good thing, man. Like, like Derek's fans can't exactly hate you now, now that they know that.
2: Yeah, you know, it's all good. That's
0: that's perfect.
2: <laughs> Nothing but respect,
0: dude. What does your day look like, by the way? Because it it was interesting when I was when we were setting up this podcast. You were like, I got a lift at this time, and then I got this at this time. It sounds like the life of a D one athlete is pretty pretty damn busy, man. How how mapped out are your days? Um,
2: well, it's pretty much the same every day. Um, we, ha- in the summers, we have lift at nine and then practice at three and then it, at, at three to four days a week, I, I get, I do get to stout anywhere from five thirty to seven thirty. uh, three to four days a week. So that it's pretty much that same schedule day in and day out until school starts. And then it's just that same schedule with school.
0: And lit is lift like a required thing. Like if you don't show up, you get suspended or something.
2: In the summer, it's it's more lenient, but I I I just haven't gone this past week because of our, our tournament this weekend. But uh, yeah, I mean, our our whole team is very dedicated, and we all make it.
0: That's interesting. I I love that man. It's really it's really cool to hear how that works and how that breaks down and how how you're balancing it with MMA. I think that's the big thing. Like like you said, a fight's a fight, and anything can happen. You definitely have to have your attention on that date, but you also have so much to think about with your wrestling career. So how are you balancing like mentally your focus?
2: Um, uh, it is, it is hard to balance the two because when you do one, you're like, I really, really like this. I want to focus on this. And then you do the other and you're like, I really want to focus on this. But I mean, I do have, I do have a vision of where I'm going and uh, I am sticking to it. And that makes it a lot easier to uh, stay dedicated and uh, uh, keep up with two different pra- practice schedules and training schedules because um, I love it and I love what what I'm doing and uh, I have no problem if I am out of the house for a little bit longer than I would be if I was picking one or the other.
0: Sure. Do you expect a lot of your teammates to show up on fight night?
2: I do expect a lot of my teammates to show up on fight night and they, they, they have been, uh, very, very cool in this process and very supportive. And I do expect a lot of my teammates to come out on fight
0: That's sick. Maybe by the end of the night, they'll all be wanting to get in there too, man. <laughs> oh, yeah,
2: they've talked about it. You might nice. be seeing a couple more pit wrestlers pretty soon.
0: Hey, nothing wrong with that, man. We'll, we'll take all the wrestlers we can for sure. It's, it's undeniably one of the best bases for MMA has been since the beginning of time. One of the best bases just for fighting in general. I think one of the things that people underestimate with wrestlers is that your cardio and your understanding of work ethic is always insane. Like that is just ingrained in wrestlers. So like you said, you're up, you're lifting, you're You're just in shape 100% of the time. Like, that's the wrestling way. You can't get out of shape as a wrestler.
2: Definitely. And, um, yeah, I mean, I can thank our training schedule and everything that our coaches put us through day in and day out to keep us in shape and keep us ready all year round. So um, when I I came to Stout, uh, they gave me a couple pretty short notice um, possible matchups, and I I knew that I was ready, and I always believe that I'm ready just not not only because of what uh they Mike Mike and Will put us put me through at stout but because of what my coaches put me through and I'm very confident in uh my training
0: how was grappling at stout maybe just the first few times for you how different was it from what you're used to as as a pure wrestler
2: uh it's it's definitely different having that, uh being in on a single leg and having the possibility of getting choked out it's <laughs> definitely, definitely uncomfortable but um you know, a lot They all those guys are very high level and I enjoy grappling with them and uh, challenging myself. So it was uh, it's it's comfortable for me. And I I like being pushed and they all do that for me. So it was it was awesome being there my first couple of times.
0: Yeah, that's excellent. So for everybody looking to come out and see James's fight against Derek Brown's July 9th at the Hollywood Casino at the Meadows. Pre sale tickets are available right now if you text 247 FC to the number on the screen, 833 747 0770. The front row is actually already completely sold out. Second row is like more than half sold out. Third row is about half sold out. So it's going fast. The pre sale is going extremely well. We expect this show to be huge. I know Ryan and I have said it on this podcast a million times. Like this show at the Hollywood Casino, we're expecting to be huge. So we're glad you're a part of it james man this is this is gonna be an insane show and we're we're honored to have you be a part thank of it you the trash can. thank you so much <laughs> who 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 uh, missed the trash can is that a roommate
2: yeah my my roommates and my uh neighbors
0: that's awesome that's the important questions on the pittsburgh combat sports podcast <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Well, I'm going to let you get back to your day, man. I appreciate you touching base and obviously stepping up, taking the fight. Like I said, we're we're super stoked for this matchup. I know you are, your family is, your friends are. It's going to be a banger of a time. We'll definitely be in touch, and uh, let's get it, man.
2: Yeah, thank you so much. Have a good one.
0: For sure, brother. Take care. All right, everybody. That was James Leto himself. As you heard from him, pretty busy schedule wrestling at Pitt. It's a interesting dynamic for him. I think he's going to learn a lot about time management, about how to balance his focus, how to kind of manage his time really well and things like that. It's going to be an interesting time for him transitioning, but working with Stout and working with, I'm sure, the wrestling program at Pitt, he's got great, great people in his corner to make it happen. And as you heard from Derek Brown earlier, he's 100% committed to man. This is a, like I said, this matchup kind of maybe a little under the radar because it's two debuts, but there's nothing about this matchup that doesn't excite me. I think from a skill perspective, it's a really interesting battle and stylistic matchup. I think James sounds super ready. I think Derek sounds super ready. I think both of these guys are ready to throw down and put on a show. So July 9th, that's just another one. You know, we went through the three pro fights that we've announced already. There were, Spoiler alert, may be more coming on that front. There will obviously be a lot more fights coming in general. And you guys will just have to stay tuned for those, though. But for today, our fight announcement's gonna be James Leto versus Derek Brown, D1 pit wrestler versus kickboxer with some wrestling experience from Philly. What a matchup, man. Well, I love these, I love these amateur matchups. You guys listen to the podcast a lot or hear me talk about MMA off the record, even I tell everybody, man, I freaking love amateur fights. They're just as intriguing to me as pro fights, maybe for different reasons, different storylines, but there's always something built in that is extremely fun and intriguing to watch play out. So for this one, it's just the stylistic matchup. It's having an active D one wrestler competing in the cage. It's a really interesting dynamic on that level. And just seeing how that pans out, like, like you heard from James, he has, very high goals he wants to be a national champion wrestler he wants to go pro in mma this if, if he's going to do those things this is a key chapter in that story that's a huge step in that journey for him so you got to tune in july 9th we'll be there the hollywood casino at the meadows in washington pa get that pre-sale guys for real i mean i showed you the seating chart earlier it's uh if you're not in i'll pull it up one more time if you're just joining the show but this is the seating chart right now. You can see what's sold out. All the X's are sold out. So this entire front row, this entire first row green closest to the cage is sold out. The second row is like more than half sold out. This third row, basically half sold out. It's it's nuts. And we will have standing room only. We will, you know, have those general admission tickets available for you. But if you want a seat and you want, Prime View, man, they're going fast, and we're only one day into the pre-sale right now. So if you want that seat, you want to make sure you got the spot, I'll pull it up one more time. Text 247FC, all caps, to 833-747-0770. That'll add you to our VIP text messaging list, and you will get first access to tickets. So tickets do go available to the public Tuesday, June 7th for Berg 12. It's going to be a heck of a show guys. But like I said, we've announced three pro fights. We just announced Lido versus Brown on this podcast. Plenty more coming your way. This card is shaping up awesome. I can't wait to see you all there. Let's get it.